like music? Then go see Tape History live at Fubar St. Louis, December 28th. What else are you going to do? And also celebrate my birthday. Uh, is the 28th your birthday? The 30th. The 30th? Yeah, eh, close enough. The 28th is actually my sister's birthday. Yeah, uh, we were actually discussing last week that Debbie's birthday is the 29th. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a couple years older than her, though. doesn't really matter because we're all different ages than each other. But, <laughs> uh, okay, next ad. Do you still like music? <laughs> then scoot on over to Fubar St. Louis on February 1st, 2020, and see the Irie reunion show. Woo! Kids eat free. <laughs> okay. Do, so they, that, do they really? <laughs> no, that last <laughs> line is completely untrue. Oh. Um, I hope I don't get sued. You won't. Okay. It's 100% positive that you will not. Um, <laughs> also, forgot to mention in those very short snippets of ads mm-hmm. that uh foobar as we know it today is closing uh so those shows that we just advertised that i am playing on both and jared is joining me for one of them but i haven't introduced you yet but i will <laughs> uh bar is gonna close so those shows are like a couple of the last shows that they'll ever have in that room yeah because it's moving across the street yeah it's like uh and it's being called the red Room? the red flag red flag yes the ready room it's so the, close the red room is a little too close to the ready room the ready which room, is another yeah. uh, venue in town but anyway red flag red flag is going to be a bigger capacity room i don't know what that means for local bands getting to play there or not mm-hmm. i think they're trying to probably compete with um you know touring shows that come to down like other venues pulling in touring bands so Del- delmore hall and yeah places like that or the ready room, the ready room. <laughs> or many other uh, venues in town. So come and see those shows. They'll be fun. I promise. I do like the implication that coming to see us on the 28th might mean that they don't like music anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then also in the next ad, do you still uh, right. like music? Are you, are, still are, you, or... are you still in for musical things? <laughs> uh, okay. So. Welcome to the Watchers on the Couch, Castle Rock. I am one half of your hosts. My name is Chris Nays. The other half is sitting across the table from me. Her name is... <gasps> Debbie Hodges. Debbie, how are you doing this morning? I've got cat hair all over my face. That is that a mood? It's a mood. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very itchy mood. Uh, well, I'm glad you are uh, having of cat hair on your face. I am also doing well. Mm. Do you have cat hair on your face? <laughs> no, I uh, I do not. We can change that. I probably do. We certainly can. Another uh, very often interrupter has just joined us. My oh. nose just hit the microphone. Um, he is has come for feeding time. He's going to start munching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Venom, of course, is in his usual spot. Mm-hmm. Someone who is in here uh, in a spot not normally taken up by another human, though. <laughs> yeah. Is, uh, that's a weird way of introducing <laughs> you. Uh, is... The guitarist in one of my two current bands. Well, I don't know. See, th- here's the thing I'm running into with trying to tell people I'm in two bands. Is like, I'm not really in that band mm. right now. We're just doing that one reunion show. You're in a band and a half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it doesn't really count as being in a band if you're just coming back and doing one show and then not doing more. You could say, I'm in one band and a reunion band. Yeah, so I'm in just one full-time really band. Title. 
And in that full-time band, I am joined by my guitarist, Jarrett Green, and he is here with us today. Jarrett, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. I'm the uh, cult-possessed version of Jarrett, so I'm <laughs> okay. much more charming, much better looking somehow. <laughs> Interesting. Did you just make that happen this morning, like before you came here? Just, I woke up that way. Oh, hey, listen, um, you must have gotten your beauty sleep. I know things. Yeah. <laughs> you drink water and you know things. Yep. That He's actually, got Snoopy on his shirt. He does um i'm that's, a fan that's part of the more charming part <laughs> right that's your charming shirt yeah. i just i just like how it's a very like casual snoopy it's not like he's, a whole shirt snoopy well he's technically he's dark snoopy <laughs> right he's just there he's just walking across his shirt he a dark snoopy would probably fit better in castle rock than regular snoopy yeah i'm gonna guess nice segue yeah well we're not quite there yet uh i do want to plug your other show uh which is wild pretty things correct that's it am i getting that title right yes your podcast uh covering women in danger and dangerous women is that correct that's the tagline oh man i'm just <laughs> firing on all cylinders today uh, i've listened to your podcast you plugged us on your show so yes. i feel like it's completely necessary for me to plug your show while <laughs> I, you're on it on our show especially i appreciate that uh we will talk about something that you brought up about the show we're covering today okay good later uh because your wife actually contacted me overnight last night and told me i need to <laughs> oh okay so it was like a nice reminder but also yeah, I probably would have brought it up anyway because of what we're going to be talking about anyway, right? That's surprising. She you guys was are probably talking in code. We are talking <laughs> in code cuz I can't talk about it yet, but I will. She was probably still up while I was sleep oh, yeah, you were sleeping trying to rest up for this yeah. and she's like, "Well, I can't tell him this, so I'll tell Chris this." <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh I'm while we're on the subject, thank you for coming here so early. Yeah. Uh we were actually discussing this yesterday like I can't believe he's actually coming to join us. <laughs> I'm like, he wants to come at eight o'clock in the morning. When I've texted or when I've talked to you about at band parties about it, and also I've texted with you about it before, that is always the sticking point for me. I'm like, are you sure you want to come? <laughs> like, we do this really early really in the morning early. on a weekday. Mm -hmm. um, luckily, you have flexible work hours, though, right? Yeah, they're kind of flexible. Also, I'm just always, I'm always up for podcasting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're my kind of guy. Then. <laughs> um, you've also guested on my other show, which I guess we should probably plug that while we're on the subject. Mm -hmm. Ritual Disc Flip. I barely ever talk about it on this show. Yeah, you never do. I, well, I'm doing it now. Uh, we it. talked about which. What was the album we talked about? Uh, this Will Destroy You, Young Mountain. Yeah. I need to revisit that. Clearly, since I didn't remember the title off the top of my head, but uh, an instrumental record, and we get like way down deep into both Jared's back backstory and the backstory of that record, and e pretty much everything about that record for about three hours. Yeah, I think that podcast is like five times as long as the <laughs> actual hours. album. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, if you're into like super deep dives on music and mm -hmm. one specific record. And also Jarrett himself. You can go and listen to that. We don't really have the time to talk about your backstory as a human being here. No need. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what we do have to do, though, 
is a quick lightning round of news, and that means I have to oh, look God. up my... Uh, oh, you get to hear it in person, not just how it sounds over <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> right. is, is the outsider on that, that news list? Have you it guys... is. Okay. Thankfully so, since you mentioned it. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I don't, what is the lightning noise? Well, that's, that sounds more... Yeah, like crashing. Crashing. Crumbling. Jarrett, so since we have someone to comment comment on uh, that, go ahead. I, I actually I forgot you had that new lightning drop, and also <laughs> enjoy watching you just play it from your phone right. into the microphone. See, it's so much easier. Like I can get this up potentially tonight. Yeah, without having to edit that in later. Yeah, he's if got I time for editing. Right up to the microphone. That's one of the reasons I hate doing recap shows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we started as a recap show for Sharp Objects, and I as, need to watch that. as soon as that was over, I was like, we're never doing a week-to-week recap <laughs> yeah. again. This is too much work. Well, you're on one now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is a lot of work, mm-hmm. uh, especially since like it has to be timely. And yep. well, especially since it comes out Wednesday, mm-hmm. and we do this Thursday morning. Right. It's the day that works for us. So yeah, I'm, it, I'm a late late worker on Thursdays. Yeah. So, so uh, you know. And you're sleeping when I get off work normally. Yeah. But do you do you enjoy on the fly? Uh, yeah. <laughs> things was, like that. That was great. Okay. Well, see, we complimented each other last week on being great, mm-hmm. and <laughs> we just got it back. Yeah. Well, and we like are great. everything has been confirmed now. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs> That's it. We're done. Happy no. to do it. <laughs> uh, lighting round of news. Here we go. King uh, asked the director of Dr. Sleep, Mike Flanagan, if there is more in store for Abra Stone, the uh, female child character who is, I don't know, kind of the co-main character of that story, uh, if there will be a third Shining film. Hmm. So... He has given it his, uh, you know, his blessing, I guess. If he's asking the director of the movie, like, hey, he must have loved it 100%. So does that mean he would write, like, the screenplay or... King? Yeah. Probably not. He, was, he wasn't he was involved in writing uh, the screenplay for this, for, for Dr. Well, Sleep, yeah, but so. they, they had, like, a guideline to go off of, kind of. You know, like, sure, he already yeah. had a book written. So, I mean, there's not a third book for this, so... Correct. Uh... You know, I think it's cool that King is open to him just taking the reins of it, though. Yeah. You know, because well, he did such a, I, you know, I, I know it's my personal opinion, but I thought he did a fucking fantastic job making that book into a movie. Uh, did you see that? Not yet. I I wanted to, but I haven't caught up with it because I really like The Shining. I've never read any of the books. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kubrick's Shining? Yes. Yeah. I haven't seen the TV version. Really? Ooh, you it, haven't seen that one? Yeah. Uh, I'm 50 The guy from Wings. One. Yeah. It's, All right. <laughs> it's very, it's super 90s, first of all. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and that says a lot of bad things <laughs> about what it potentially is. But uh, it's also the more faithful to the book, and I believe King was like an executive producer on it. Yeah, I believe so. He guested on it as well. So yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, you know, it 
Doctor Sleep is very much more akin to Kubrick's than that version of it, than the ABC version of it. So, right. Uh, I hope you guys both get to see Doctor Sleep soon. I have um, a feeling I'm just going to be buying it and watching it at home. Well, it probably won't be too long before it comes out on DVD yeah. if the it, was, it Chapter 2 is any indication. It was just one of those things where it came out and I didn't have the opportunity to go see it. Mm-hmm. And then other things came out. Right. <sighs> it's still in some theaters. Right. So Yeah, but the problem is is the times that they have showing aren't mm, good for me. Yeah, it's always like... The, well, the when it gets down to like one showing a night, yeah, that's when you have a problem really getting to like just that one. Yeah, you know? and it's usually like nine o'clock. Yeah, usually it's either towards the end of the night or like seven something. Yeah, and you know we're all busy, yeah. right? Well, so, and it, it'd be like on a Tuesday night, and I can't go see an R-rated movie on a Tuesday night. Yeah, and you can't. I have a kid. You can't take <laughs> Dex to that. No, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> It's pretty. It's a pretty intense movie for a kid to watch. Yeah. Although, did you guys have the experience that there were kids in your screenings for it, Chapter Two? I think there was like a preteen in my theater. Yeah, there like were definitely ten or eleven year old. I think there were definitely kids in my in my screening. It's weird that I think people think that that's okay to do. But yeah. I mean, they didn't do it. I don't think he did anything. Bye. You mean in it, Chapter Two? Yeah, I don't think... Well, while we were watching it, I don't oh, think okay. the kid did anything. No, so speaking of that, uh, Dexter and I, side note, were at Target. And mm-hmm. Target has this beautiful, like, full-color, like, book on it and the making of it for parts one and two. And it has, like, the storyboard art. That's great. Yeah, I didn't and even it, know that existed. Yeah, and it has, like, all these behind-the-scenes photos. And so Dexter and I were killing time. And so we looked through every single page. Mm. And uh, there was one picture where it's Georgie and Pennywise, and they're just sitting off screen, and they're just talking and laughing, and it's really weird to see, like, this little kid in his yellow slicker just, like, laughing and having a fun conversation with Pennywise the Clown in his full getup. Yeah, because there's not a lot of fun. And he's so big. He's, like, like hunched over, you know, like, getting on his level to talk to him. And so we flipped through the whole book, and I'm like, look. It's like you've seen the movies now. Now you don't have to watch it. I was going to say, Bill Skarsgård's probably, like, what, five feet taller than that kid? Yeah, he's tall. Tall yeah. motherfucker. They all are tall, those Skarsgårds. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i interested to see what that book is like, honestly. I, yeah. uh, Jarrett, you covered... Did you cover both of them on your podcast? Yes. Okay, so can you give a brief uh, explanation on your view on those movies in general, like... Did you guys in, enjoy them, or um, were they tough watch? Or we both liked the first one. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hated the second one. Okay. Uh-huh. Melissa, my co-host, was more, you know, middle of the road on it. Mm-hmm. I think on I the second. Yeah. I didn't yeah. hate it. The second one. I just I was disappointed. I think we're all kind of on the same page with both of those. But I, I bought it because I, I want to see the boner features. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> You've yet to see the boner features, right? On part two, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, so I last went, week we I see the making. Last week somehow we got ended up talking about jizz, and this week oh, now I, we've said boner like five times. I always say boner features. Well, I can't call um, them bonus features. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to from that to uh, the next couple of things. These are well, okay. Uh, King hyped the uh, the outsider on uh, Twitter this week. 
He says it's one of the best adaptations of his work. I feel like he says that a lot. <laughs> well, <clears throat> the thing with that is like when there when people adapt other people's work, usually a lot of times they will pay them to say something like that on Twitter. Mm. So I don't know necessarily that. Do you think he... King does that? Do you think he would take the money to give a good review? I feel like he wouldn't do that. I don't like know. he doesn't need the money. So why? Yeah, it's probably some of these things he probably has, depending on what the no negotiation is, he may get more money if it does better. So mm -hmm. Yeah, so if he promotes if they it don't, nicely. Right, if they yeah. don't pay him to specifically say that, he may be benefiting oh, from uh, it anyways. Based on his other Twitter activity where he's usually like just railing on Trump most of the time, <laughs> I would say he's using it to like, Hype things that he really likes and down things that he really hates. So I feel like it's a pure thing that he's doing, you know? Because yeah. um, he's usually pretty brutally honest about yeah. his things being adapted. He's not like, um, you know, a Kim Kardashian who's purely using it to sell things. Right. You know what I mean? Or make money for herself in some way. Right. Um, but all that said, you got to take celebrities on social media with a grain of salt always not stephen king he's I just don't... like you and me <laughs> except he makes way except more money than millions <laughs> millions of dollars well you know yeah. if we wrote books we could potentially be millionaires we could let's let's revisit that topic maybe we will do that <laughs> okay, one day we should <laughs> you work at a library no. you're like have a head start kind of mm -hmm. right if only we had a book binding machine we'd be fucking set you don't have a bookbinding machine in a library? No, those are really expensive because uh, you it literally makes and yeah. I guess it's not really a printing place. You. I don't know why I even said that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's almost like a three D printer, you know, but for books. Yeah. Like it just goes into a machine and you guys do have a process for like repairing hardback books and stuff. Oh right? yeah, yeah, we yeah. do book repairs. I've seen you do that. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, January twelfth is when Outsider premieres on HBO. They just put up another trailer yesterday, I think, I and saw that it and looks I pretty seen it. fucking cool. I, I saw you, because you shared it, right? It, yeah, 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 I saw that this morning, and mm -hmm. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Well, you'll get to after we're done with this. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll take a break. Maybe we will. <laughs> it, uh, it does look like a really faithful adaptation. Uh, it has Jason Bateman, I and love I'm really him. excited for that, because I like him as an actor. Yeah. Uh, have either of you read that, The Outsider? No. I pulled Gosh, it for a hold yesterday. It's a really heavy book. I didn't realize. It's, <laughs> like, the pages are, like, thicker or something. Yeah. I mean, that means high quality, I guess. Yeah. Right? It's very heavy. But it's, I pulled it for somebody, and then I saw that we had another copy, and I thought. Yeah. <sighs> it's actually kind of heavy in both ways. Because I can't read that yet. <laughs> like, the subject matter is yeah. very intense. I'm still trying to get through it. Yeah. You just eye rolled. <laughs> it's a long book. Is that it what is. you're implying? Yeah. Yeah. So are you guys going to recap The Outsider? What's that going to be showing on? HBO. HBO. I'm going to have to get HBO. I don't think we'll do an episode by episode. I think we'll probably like dedicate one or two. Yeah. 
to it just because it looks like it's going to be really good and I would enjoy talking about something that's really good. I don't know. We can play it by ear. We can watch yeah. the first episode and see if it's something that is worthy of a yeah. week-to-week thing. Before that, we should try to do Dr. Sleep. Yeah. I don't know when that comes out on Blu-ray, though, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, okay, and the last thing really quickly. This turned into a longer than a lightning round, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> We're very talking. We're today. learning all this information. You, when you add another person to the show, automatically you expand He's on not things. Saying anything though. Well, don't blame me, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting politely listening <laughs> to his ramble. Um, feel free to jump in and ramble along with us. I do. We're rambly. Uh, <laughs> from I'm rambly. From a Buick Eight is currently being filmed. I just finished a reread of Oh my god. I love that book to death. I should uh that's one I need to reread yeah. immediately because it's been a long enough time I don't remember what the hell happened. Should have brought it today for you. I guess I own it. You, well, yeah. You also work at a library. So. <laughs> no, but I, I own that one. The first time I read that, I got it from your library. Yeah. Yeah. I remember drunk nights talking about that book. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Uh, have you read that one? No. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> well, you'll get to see the movie probably before you get to the It'd book. Be all butchered, I'm sure. They'll butcher it. Yeah, and they're gonna butcher the movie. I'm sure. Really? I don't know. So? I'm so disheartened. <laughs> <laughs> well, after the last thing you watched actually yesterday was it chapter two. I get your sentiment on that because. Yeah. No. Rewatching it again last night, I was just like, man, this is really long. Yeah. It's very long. But, like I said, I saw new things because I could actually see the when you, video like, quality. When you're watching something and you notice how long it is, that's bad. that's a bad thing. Yeah, because right? then you're just counting the time. You're mm-hmm. like, well, am I halfway through it now? You're like, this <laughs> now? whole section is taking a really long time to happen. Yeah. you know, Unneeded. Could have done something Where else. Where they're going and finding their totems. That's the specific thing I'm thinking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Like, holy shit, this has been going on for like oh. an hour. Hi, Nicola. Hi. He makes a rare appearance <laughs> on the table. Yeah, when I when I when before I went to see it, I did not realize how long it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I looked at the time a couple times in the theater, which Three again hours. is not a good sign. Three hours. And then you get added on 25 minutes of previews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's a thing that I really don't like about I don't going like it to see either. movies now. I don't know if that's... Um, it, I mean, it's well, literally both, 25 minutes. Yeah, we both go to Ronnie's, which is now uh, owned by... What is it? Marcus. Mark, what is it? Marcus. 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 I thought you said Marcos for a second. Uh, Hello. Mark, <laughs> Marcus, uh, I think they have a lot of commercials like just for their own shit. Well, you know and then mean? they have his, the president talking at the end. Which yeah, that's is what unneeded. I mean. It's like they have their own things. <sighs> it's so cheesy. And I then, hate it. Yeah, and then they have like the Marcus. Uh, they're advertising like working there. Yeah, yeah. And then all the snacks and all you know. So you have like three commercials that are lengthy just for their stuff. Yeah. Then you have all the previews, which they really like, especially when you go see a movie on the weekend, they really cram those in there. There's like seven or eight yeah. of them, and you're thinking, how can there be any more? Yeah. And then there is another one. Yeah. There's um, always another one. Before we get into episode coverage, I do want to mention something I forgot to when I talked about. See, like, 
I forgot, first of all, because I got trolled, I forgot to even talk about Dr. Sleep that first time right. after I saw it. Then the second week, I forgot a complete story from when I saw it. So <laughs> it was like, I think I was talking about it. I'm like, I don't even remember who I saw it with, right? Yeah. Um, turns out I did see it with Lindsay, but, oh, but Lindsay, Lindsay was, Lindsay would, no, Lindsay was sitting with her friend. So that's why like, Oh, you were off by yourself. Yeah. So like, I just remembered being sitting alone. I didn't remember that <laughs> she was also there. Sorry, Lindsay, if you ever listen to this, she won't <laughs> by the way. Um, but so I get there a little bit early in time for the previews or whatever. There's a couple sitting, um, in the seats directly to my left, right? Mm-hmm. An older uh, couple of two women come up. And this is after previews are, are have already been over. And the movie has already started. Okay. They come walk up. And I'm in the back row. Yeah. So they come up to my row. They walk over. And they stop directly in front of me. The movie has already started, and I have people standing directly in front of me. Trying to figure out where their seats are? Yes. Okay, cool. So what they do is they get over to, like I said, standing directly in front of me. Then they're talking to the people next to me, standing in front of me. (laughs) They pull out their camera phone, uh, the light on their phone. Uh Yeah. They shine it in these people's faces. It's also in my face, by the way, because we're in a completely darkened right. room at this point. <laughs> the people next to me are in not in their seats. In this theater that you and I always go to, yeah. every seat is assigned in every theater now. Right. They tell these people, hey, get out of our seats. You're in our seats. Uh, the, and this is after the movie already started, so I guess these people assumed nobody's coming. Right. right? Uh, so they move closer to the center seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so currently, two people, adult size, standing in front of me. One of them has a light on with their phone, <laughs> shining in their face and mine. Mm-hmm. These people take their sweet ass time to get up and move out of the way. The entire time, I'm missing the whole opening scene of Doctor Sleep. Had you said anything? Uh, yeah. I while they were taking their time getting up and moving yeah i audibly said jesus fucking christ oh no 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 <laughs> the first moment that these people stood in front of me i would have been like if you're having a conversation with them stand in front of them yeah not me i paid for this well see we're in this zone now where the movie's going oh so i don't I care. also want to be quiet fuck off get out of my way I, well i said <laughs> while they had their light out and the they're still standing in my way and mm-hmm. i'm like looking around yeah them and stuff was now. there a person on the other side of you no okay so you weren't like i wasn't leaning in, in front no. of any of them. uh so i said jesus fucking christ mm-hmm. and then one of the ladies said calm down oh so i'm <laughs> i'm simmering mm-hmm. at this point i'm like wait was taylor swift in your theater <laughs> so, nice nice one jared um yeah, so they end up taking their seats. That's not the end of it, by the way. Okay, good. They take their seats. They turn off their light on their camera phone. For the next 15 minutes while the movie, again, is already going, I am now able to watch the movie. Yes. But I'm just going to assume you're not able to hear it. <laughs> I'm not able to hear it because they are fucking talking to each other. Yeah. For the first 15 minutes. So what I did... 
after those awful 15 minutes of hearing them talk to each other, probably trying to figure out what's going on because they came in late, yeah. by the way, uh, I got up and went down to the front row and sat in an empty seat in the front row. Mm. So was the conversation like this? What happened? I don't know. I was with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think. It, what do you think I, is going on? I couldn't tell what they were actually saying to each other, but it was like a, clearly a back and forth. You know. Oh no. Mm-mm. Yeah. So I wouldn't have moved. Uh, basically, what I did uh, instead of going and alerting someone about it and having them come in and me missing one of my yeah. You know, I've been looking forward to seeing this movie. It took me like three or four weeks to finally go. You know. Uh. You're so much nicer than I'm, me. Yeah, I'm pretty nice, gotta <laughs> say. I went up to, it wasn't the very front row, is like where you first walk in. Yeah, yeah. And there's those seats right there. There's like, that's where the handicap seats are usually. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if I said in a handicap one or not, but it was definitely open. Right. Uh, but, you know, whoever can show up now. Yeah. Right? Anybody just shows up whenever at movies now, I guess. Yeah. Um, I didn't hear anyone talking down there. So I got to watch the movie in peace. But when I left, and I always do this, especially when I go to Ronnie's, if anything is wrong, if people are on their phones the entire time and distracting my view of the screen, if people walk in and they're talking, if anything like that happens, you can go and just ask for a free ticket and they'll give you one. Sweet. So I've done that probably five times now. (laughs) This is not me being a cheap person either. This is purely... Excuse you, by the way. Um, this is this is only on occasions where I feel my viewing experience has been totally destroyed. I like how he just very slowly moved his computer away from the potential sneezes. <laughs> I just want to point that out. There, it was very. I spend most of my life trying to keep things from being damaged, or, from yeah, being sneezed on, <laughs> or whatever else by cats. So. No, no, you, that, that's a good move because he goes into sneezing fits. Oh, it was Lord. just, it was just really funny because it was just a very. I, I just want to add a quick, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Public service announcement: If you get to a movie late at a theater that has assigned seats, just sit down. Yeah, yeah. just sit <laughs> right. somewhere. Either because it's either so crowded that those are probably your seats, or it's so empty that it doesn't matter. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yeah, I, I don't know how many times I've yelled at people in movie theaters because <laughs> they've been loud, and I've like, you know, given them a pass enough times and ask them to be quiet and then it's not happening and then i just you know i say it more <laughs> assertively in the mom voice well what in about a year we'll have the draft house and hopefully that will never be a problem there yeah the draft house they have these like things where you can alert people of wrongdoings oh, that are going on right? yeah and it's completely silent silent yeah and they don't know you don't have to get up and ruin your experience like you don't have to miss anything because of this asshole exactly right? yeah i heard about that it's genius yeah no one time i shamed a dad and his son <laughs> and it was great debbie you're my kind of chick but this was, was, this wasn't in a movie theater this yeah, is just right. a separate experience <laughs> Well, they were having a conversation with each other. And yeah. I'm like, you are setting a bad example. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you see my child talking? Now, no, because he this, knows better. Was this a child's movie? It was a, a Marvel movie. Okay. that's. I wish you'd been in my screening of Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I could have used somebody doing that. A bunch of kids in your screening as well. No, there was, it was just one particular dad and son. Yeah. That just kept talking at what various times. I'm like, shush, you're son. a child. <laughs> She won't let us talk in this movie. Let's go to this other. 
<laughs> you were at the same theater the same day, and they just moved to your theater <laughs> and kept talking there. It might have been Captain Marvel. I, mean, I don't know. Uh, it's it was the Marvel possible. movie. Guys, this opening segment went way too long. But, it's amazing. But I'm happy that we... It's the last episode. Yeah, exactly. We, I mean, we have carte blanche. We can do whatever we want here. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and I just used a... It's carte blanche a French word? French word, I think, yeah. Maybe it's, I maybe assume, it's two French words. I assume words. so. Well, because it's, it's spelled carte. Carte. Yeah. We are so from, I, I believe we are that's from like a French. Louis, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, anyway... We are going to be uh, talking about episode 10 entitled Clean. Yeah. But before we do that, we should probably take a quick break, quick right? Quick break. Does the title have a question mark the way like the way you said it? Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, after that episode, you're actually, like, clean? Well, like the last two, I didn't even write down the title. So I, I think I did say them with a question mark yeah. <laughs> on uh, previous occasions as well. But uh, yeah, we're so... Don't worry, I got you. We'll be right back. Also, I'm going to battery change. So, uh, good, thing, uh, good thing we are going to take a break. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, boy. Here's one from that one day I brought some. I think I put the other one here. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, we'll do this off mic, though, right? No, we got it. There. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do it while the mics are going because <laughs> no. they'll just lose their first recording, and that's no. bad. All right. Uh, we'll be right back. Oh, you took my cab off. <clears throat> All right, we are back. Let us cover the season finale of season two of Castle Rock, entitled Clean. Clean? Clean? <laughs> there wasn't a question mark on the title, <laughs> official title. Uh, we rejoin immediately where we left off in episode nine with uh, Not Ace, and he's dragging Pop's body somewhere. He uh, drives it to the Marston house in the trusty tow truck. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where the Statue Admiration Society still gathered. So I wrote down, um, are they pooping themselves? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what I immediately thought. Like, are they like having bowel movements while they're in this trance or what's happening? Uh, You know, I think um, that's a little granular like you're really getting down into <laughs> things that like as soon as i saw them standing there i was like how are they going to the bathroom yeah i don't know that's a good i question. feel like everybody should have some dirty pants maybe in this <laughs> transit um you know puts away any need any feeling of having to pee or poop i think that just kill your sh- body maybe i think generally on this show and i actually thought this i saw we saw queen and slim last week mm. Everybody in this movie smells bad, or this show, rather. Yeah. <laughs> but that movie, like they they never shower. Maybe well, they shower. Once, I think about I think, that all the, the time. Movie, yeah. I think about that all the time. I'm like, why do you look so clean? Mm. <laughs> and where are you going to the bathroom? I think about that all the time. Well, like on The Walking Dead, yeah. I always thought about that. I'm like, yeah. where are you guys going to the bathroom? Who's cutting the hair? Who's yeah. cutting the lawns? Where's your toilet paper? Yeah. Are you bringing toilet paper? Like, what's going? Like, right. but all of this stuff just kind of probably happens in commercial break (laughs) right i guess it certainly does for me because i have the commercial (laughs) version of hulu uh pops is put into a casket great in the gooey gooey stuff yeah so we kind of sort of um guessed that that was probably what was going to happen right yeah why would he kill him you know outright 
unless he had plans to do something with them, just like everybody else. Yeah. He puts them in the caskets, and we learn what happens inside those caskets. So gross. Adam Jones is filming a tool video. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's so gross. I Joy, wrote, uh, I wrote, ew. Yeah. So, Joy uh, gets a makeover while uh, Ace hypes the return of Amity again. He's kind of saying the same stuff he's already been saying over and over, right? Yeah, it sounds that. Well, now it's the day. Yeah. And then we see uh, there's a knife on a table for some reason. I'm guessing it's so somebody could get sacrificed. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, th- I just put that as a question mm-hmm. for later. It's and it's her. It's her knife though. It's the one that they that she used to like. Oh, to kill they, they did something in the in the cult flashback That's right. episode. Yeah. When yeah. she's sac- when she's uh well the couple I guess is sacrificing everybody and then the the last two. Yeah. Right. Uh. So does that mean that he killed himself, I guess, after he killed Amity? I believe so, yes. Hmm. I believe that's what they were implying. But uh, everybody got their throat slit, right? Yeah, so... Ugh. Yeah. Do that on your own. I don't know if he like he positioned himself <laughs> above a casket yeah. that was already submerged. Slits his throat, he falls back into it. I'm not. That's my only. That's my best guess. He's just already in it and slits his throat. We're probably talking about things that don't really matter that much. <laughs> These are the questions I have. <laughs> the uh, he also says that the statue people will be her army, which uh, he's referring to Amity, of course. Well, yeah, he says the land belongs to the angel, and they're going to take it back in his name. Hmm. They, so he, I think this is where he says people have forgotten this land belongs to the angel. Yeah. Hmm. And my immediate reaction was, yeah, because you fuckers killed yourself. <laughs> there was nobody to tell why, anyone. Yeah, why would anybody remember something that they were never told to begin with? Right. And yeah. the angel they're referring to is that uh, the kid. kid. Right. Mm-hmm. Who they made or, a statue of. Yeah. I, mean, I, I was thinking this morning it, it could be a different thing, but I guess by having the, the Shawshank kind of side quests mm. where they go to look at the cage and stuff. I guess that was partially there to say, no, this is this isn't just Bill Skarsgard playing a different character. Right, it's not right, a look alike right, right. angel. This is the same yeah. thing. So they have uh the our our trusty gang, right, have a plan to get Joy out of the Marston house. Uh Abdi has the explosives, of course. Of course. And uh, the plan is to put the explosives in the tunnel and underneath the house uh, where the statue is and the lawn, all of those places. And then uh, Annie and Chance are going to go through the front door, apparently. Yeah, they're going to go rescue Joy. It's, uh, you know, this plan has a lot of holes in it. No, it sounds great. Um, so, uh, Pops is also back. He, uh, when he comes back, it looks like oatmeal. Is in the uh, like like uh, Jarrett was sort of saying, looks like a tool video yeah. that he wakes up to. Um, not pops gives not Ace the skinny on the schisma, which we all know from season one. All of that stuff, the sound, yeah. He tells him about Castle Lake and that the kid can travel between dimensions at will. Um, Question for you guys: Is this the first that like we know that extent of his powers? Like, yeah. did they say that at the very end of last season that he can just go no. between whenever he wants? They made it seem like he got stuck over here. Exactly. Yeah. 
I thought that which, that was different. Which, okay, goes along with my very angry questions at the very end of the show. <laughs> well, well, should we get to those later, or do you want to do them now? I, I don't know. Like, I feel like, well, it, they're going to, you know. It'll factor into stuff that happens later. So. Yeah. It's, at the least, it's confusing and a little muddled. I'm just. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I know. I'm frustrated, too, by the way. Things happened in this. Um, okay, You'll understand so, my frustration at the end right. here. Uh, so, we get a uh, bomb planting and a hike at the same time. Well, okay. So, they he dug a hole with the like excavator or whatever, mm-hmm. and that seemed real easy. Like, he literally hit it one time. Yeah. I mean, we only have this episode to make <laughs> this all this stuff happen, so it's got to be quick. Like, um, wow, digging's really easy. Right. They I find... mean, whatever they built there was just going to immediately fall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> had no, no, like, you know. Well, with all of that being that tunnel underneath, <sighs> like, it's not a solid foundation whatsoever. No, it was terrible. Uh, Abdi and Nadia find tons of bugs underneath there. Chance tests whether the statue zombies will see her. Um, turns out the biggest collection of bugs are underneath where the statue is, right? Yeah. And then as Chance is making her way slowly through. She's, yeah, she's acting like she's hypnotized. Right. She gets pointed out by one of the ladies and everyone starts chanting, no. Well, the girl no. that knows her, Vera. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, I love how she all of a sudden is just like, no, yeah. no. <laughs> like, it was very odd. <laughs> it's going to work. Uh, nobody will know that they're all pointing at me if I point. Yeah. Jared, what were they, you going to say? I think we sort of make the connection that, like you said, that there's this huge collection of the locusts or whatever kind of bugs they are, and that they're by those people. They're close to the statue. Mm-hmm. How do they know? How did they make that connection? Because they put that bomb there, and... Maybe they don't know it's the statues. They're just, just putting assuming, bombs in random places. Uh, They're I mean, assuming because that's where all the bugs are. Yeah, that's what they say. Is like that must be where the statue is. I, it's an odd connection to make. Uh, just because there's bugs fucking everywhere down yeah. there. I mean, I don't know. Like, also the the only time they've encountered the bugs is when they attacked the Emporium, right? I mean, they mm-hmm. don't. There's no. There's been real no. There's been real nothing other than for the audience to say like, okay, the the bugs always mean yeah. There's the the been no lead up for them right. to to figure this out. Yeah. Also, I don't think Abdi and Nadia hear the schisma. No. So and it's more you hear it more whenever the bugs are around, right? Like it's more ramped up around the statue and the statue people. I mean, um, maybe they just really know. Um, uh their way around the tunnels so they know that they should have been kind of directly underneath it yeah well i I mean abdi should he's the one who's excavating around the tunnels and stuff i don't know it just a a lot of things about this episode in specific the puzzle pieces just sort of come together yeah instead of like oh yeah that makes sense they would think that way you know what i mean like you said with the bugs it's like there's no reason that they should necessarily think oh the statue's right there because there's lots of bugs there yeah it's... we know that but they don't necessarily know that not there's... yeah i mean some of them do but not not yeah. not nadia and abdi like it's they... odd there's plot logic there's not much logical plot yeah that's what i mean is like earlier when i said it's muddled at best like yeah well, things because, just sort of come together because all of a sudden they're on the last episode and they yeah. got to make everything connect. 
Yeah, and they do it really quickly, too. Um, so, anyway, back to Chance. She's taken at gunpoint. Uh, I had a feeling she's probably going to survive just because she's one of the, you know, pure good characters yeah. on the show. That was my prediction, anyway, at this point. Uh, okay, so then we go to the walkies not working. Of yeah. course they don't. That's classic horror stuff. I mean, they're in a tunnel. At the most uh, inopportune moment, that's when the walkies are going to not work. Right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Annie hears her mom's voice. Of course, that's actually Annie's just her mind going yeah. kind of crazy. Saying you have to or, save her. Or is it? <laughs> well, yeah. It's the, That's a thing where it's a, it's a through line that she's... The stuff with her mom is ramping up, and we'll, we'll I'll talk about this more when we probably do overall. I think we're gonna do overall thoughts mm-hmm. for this season, but that's one of my, and I guess it, it's kind of effective, but also it's just frustrating. Is we never really know what is her caused by her mental health issues, and what is we have a show where supernatural things exist, mm-hmm. so. For all we know, she may be basically fine. Yeah, you know, a, I think no, it's I, a healthy amount of both. I think. Supernatural I think anytime we see like her dead parents, that's all in her brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we get some like visions and stuff later. Yeah, I. Think I, that's I all her. It, it's all in her brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah the the supernatural is is the other storyline is mm-hmm. the the Amity and and everything like that. Yeah, Annie's just her own kind of crazy. Which, if that's the case, then you have the issue of that it doesn't work as well because this season is not from her point of view for the whole season. Yeah. So then that loses its. Yeah, you have an A and a B plot line, and if they're both doing two different things, you know. Well, I think her crazy is is now having. It's. I think. I think what it is is she's crazy. And then you throw crazy in with supernatural. So then you have this crazy person who has no idea what is real and not real because they're crazy in their brain and crazy things are really happening. Mm. So I think that's that's what I feel like they're going for is like Annie is <laughs> really fucked because not only is she insane, insanity around her. Yeah, the, the chaos of the outside world is now coming in. Right. To, and that's sort of what happens in Misery is like, the outside world intrudes on this world that she's created for herself. Yeah, and know? it just so happens that the outside world has paranormal shit. Yeah, I, this sort of goes back to what uh, your wife was messaging me about last night. Is like uh, yeah, the men, the mental illness aspect. How on point is that with you know what we're presented with? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and I think that's a good thing to talk about at the end of the episode for sure. when we go back to focusing on her story. No doubt about it. We'll we'll definitely get there. So Oh, I also wanted to point out there's a during this segment there's a cat power song playing. Oh yeah. cool. There's and then the new trailer for the outsider, it's also cat power. Interesting. I don't know which songs they are, but Yeah. I remember seeing that cat powers come up on my closed captioning. <laughs> uh I'm trying to see where okay. So chance is brought to Ace. Uh and you know, Chances giving her giving him the attitude. <laughs> yeah, and Annie oh, realizing you it up your ass or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Annie realizing she's fucked. <laughs> Why don't they just kill Chase at this point? Chance. Chance. <laughs> I think it's Chance. It's Chance. Uh, yeah, no, that I mean, 
it would just make sense to you. If, if that's, that's one thing about ace. Oh, in general across the board is like, I don't think he's that threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a pretty one note character. No. Um, definitely not as evil as he could be. Yeah. Um, especially when like people are dying all over the place. Why is he unable to just kill people who get in his way? Yeah. You know, instead he's given sermons about people that aren't even back in our world yet and that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, Crazy Annie just knocks on the front door. <laughs> Tells them the plan. Yeah, g- gives up the entire plan. I'm like, where the hell is this even going if she's just giving up their entire plan? Well, she's trying to save Joy. Yeah, see, it's, and this is the, where the mental illness, right. you know, is overtaking the craziness happening around her. Right, she's just whatever. She's not rationalizing. Whatever her needs are, trump everything else exactly. that's going on. Which yeah. which brings to pull to light my problem with episode nine mm-hmm. which is why would any because we've seen joy is the most important thing to her and is like her whole only reason she's even alive really why would she even be with all these other people when joy is somewhere else no that's a valid point just because you're right that's like that's the through line of this entire, you know, my little love, you know. Mm-hmm. So is, if if she's that crazy, she wouldn't have left. You know what you're saying? If yeah, she's I mean, that she just, if she's if she's if she's that important to her, yeah. she wouldn't have she left. She just should not have been in the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. And then this week we find out what she's been doing. She's been trying to get joy and she's and then we would also see when they dyed Joy's hair and yeah. sorry, it's away from the mic. It's okay. And, and other things that would make this episode less like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. Well, that's why you got that pampering montage earlier where, you know, they're doing the lotion and the makeup. Right. And... Very true. Well, um, I don't know. I Yeah, as we're going further into this, we're only going to get more yeah. weirdness and holes and <laughs> I stuff. I mean, I don't I don't have a problem with her being in the last episode. I just had a problem with everybody really being well. Well, th- like that's part users. of it. Is, like, they were all so good at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why, is it, why is Annie so good at shooting a gun? Yeah. Right. She uses... she Because... Everybody was. Everybody's great at it. Because she bitch slaps the gun out of the lady's hand in just a little bit. Doesn't mm-hmm. even take the gun. Yeah. Just slaps it out of her hand. I don't know. It's <laughs> We could go on for days about all that stuff. But uh, anyway, Ace. Ace's goons, rather. And uh, Not Pops go after Abdi and Nadia in the tunnels. They get them at gunpoint. Not Pops does a face turn. He's the real pop. And he kills the bad guys immediately. Woo-hoo. Yeah, so, you know, we thought last episode was his only big hero moment. Yeah. But we end up getting another. Because he took the Haldol right before right. he was shot. He took the Haldol, convinced Nades that he's also... Uh, Not Pop. <laughs> right. He's also one of the weirdos, mm. right? Uh, gives him a little info in the sk- as little info in the schism as he can. And then was able to come here and help them. Yeah. But he knows what their plan is. And he's right. like, yeah, you need to blow this bitch And up. also he says he's coming. Yeah. Um, the angel. So at this point, I noted I am not totally on board with everything that is happening yeah. with this episode. Um, the change process is totally confusing now because he comes. 
he took the drug before he went in. So, so then when he comes out, he's still okay. And well, he's fighting the guy off. Okay. So he can tell that he's in there. He said he can like feel him fighting him. Yeah. So he's apparently got his memories, you know, because the guy is buried deep in there. But I just feel like it's a more than a little muddled. The like the entire change process, like. Should it not have worked at all with the Haldol in the if system? If he comes back, I I don't know. Just he he also says he's coming, so he knows that the kid is coming. Yeah. How much of the process gives him that ability to know that the kid is coming now? Um, well, I think he knows the entire plan. I think once the body snatcher goes inside of him, like he, he knows what he the knows body everything. snatcher guy knows. Now it's, too. it's the same yeah. reason that they know how to drive cars and use guns and yeah. what the medicine yeah, you're right, is you're and right. stuff. It's it's all like once you're in the same brain, you know everything the other Got it. persona yeah. knows. I was just questioning a lot of things, which is know? which is interesting to think about in the like. Uh, you know, Mr. Robot is currently airing, mm. which is one of my favorite shows of this decade, which also deals with these questions of like mental health and multiple personalities and stuff, which is often portrayed very differently on TV and movies than it is actually. Right. And the whole like multiple personalities, you bo you all know the same thing is handled completely differently in Castle Rock, whereas in Mr. Robot, a lot of the conflict comes from the fact that these different sides of his personality don't know what the other ones do. Right. Yeah. I think in the uh, in the novel, it's more of a black and white sort of interpretation. You, you know? mean in Misery? Yeah. She's flat out nuts. Yeah, because it's not really multiple personalities per se. No. She, she does go up levels you know what i mean like yeah one thing sets her off right but that's uh, not a multiple then, personality that's right. just rage <laughs> yeah um so i think that's a little different than what they're trying to do here i'm i don't know it's it when you start looking back at what the original intent was of stephen king and what they're doing on this show it becomes a little all over the place yeah. you know um but, so, I, I don't know. I guess we'll just get back in the episode and we'll talk more about it later. But Abdi hits the explosives. Statue explodes. House explodes. Well, um, well, first we get we get flashes between Annie, Pop, the angel at the ledge, Joy outside, and oh, yeah. Abdi well, and Nadia getting out. Because it's all, like, going back and forth. Right. So, like, he says he's coming and then we immediately get this, like, new song montage mm. of clips. And you see the angel walking out towards the ledge. Yeah, I forgot to mention that you saw a clip of him. Yeah. So he's now in our current universe. Potentially. Uh, potentially. And he, yeah, I don't know. I mean. Or he's in. You I get I him was... later and he disappears. So, like, I figure he's here with them. He's waiting to see what is exactly going to happen between these two factions. And then he will come to them or not come to them. See, I saw it differently. I saw it as he's in a different dimension and going off that cliff would have thrown him into their dimension. Okay. But because they didn't finish what they needed to do, he was like, all right, fuck this. Peace out. And he walks back yeah. out. <laughs> and he definitely said it exactly like exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the way I took it. Like he wasn't in their reality. Yeah. He was in a different one. 
Well, he's on. I guess he's on the verge of joining them. Yeah. You know. Uh, so there's, you know, after the explosives get hit, and Pop tells them, "Just explode the thing. I'm, I deserve this." You know. And all the bugs fly out, and everyone's no longer there's hypnotized. There's bugs, and then there's massive panic, and everyone's <laughs> running. Uh, Joy, in the middle of this panic, uses the knife on Nadace. Stabs him. Stabs him. Uh, the very same knife from uh, what a, you mentioned it's earlier. It's an insanely big knife. Yeah, I, really I have trouble big. thinking what you would even use it for practically. Stabbing. I guess it's just like a ritual knife. Yeah. But it's the knife is so big, you couldn't, if you stab someone with it, it would come out the other side. It's, <laughs> it's, it's for sure. overly, it's like a video game knife or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's meant to look big for people watching the show. Like, yeah. that's a knife. That's yeah. a big-ass knife, right? <laughs> that's a knife. That is a knife. Um, Joy then reunites with Annie. So we finally get that nice moment of them together. But see, this is why I was like, she seems kind of weird. Yeah. she def- I mean, first of all, she looks completely different because of the dyed hair. Yeah, but she just seemed like she was like in a weird trance. But, you know, maybe since you were just hypnotized and stabbed somebody. And- yeah, and, you know, <laughs> to be fair, everyone in that area was hypnotized as well. So I figured when- if they all came out and they all ran and screamed in panic, then likely she also came out of it. That's where my mind was well, at. Well, see, I was thinking she potentially had already been turned into Amity. Yeah. I wasn't sure where they were going with Weird Joy. For some reason, I, that totally went out of my head as I was watching. Yeah, because I was like, she seems weird. Did she transfer? Yeah, it made <laughs> it made the stuff that happens later way more surprising to me, too. Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, not Ace. Uh, looks like he's not dead at this part. He's like kind of crawling around and stuff still. Yeah, he's alive. Yeah, he like wakes back up. Yeah, and he gets up when the house when the house explodes. He's standing there. Yeah, which is another thing. This season doesn't really establish what are the rules of being possessed by the cult. Yeah, and it seems like you just die normally well, if you get killed said. a second if time. You, if you if you die, you're dead. Yeah, but apparently he got stabbed in the back and he could stand back up. I I if I get He's stabbed fine. in the back with a giant knife like that, I'm not getting back up. I think it looks like it's like his kidney area yeah. sort of yeah I, you're fucked he's fine <laughs> i'm no he's not <laughs> i mean there's certain areas you can get stabbed and shot where you could do things for yeah. a little while and then later you're gonna die for sure yeah but all right well this is every yeah. action movie ever yeah right exactly <laughs> pop I'm, tells uh yeah pop does not need to explode the house she does the kid is on the cliff uh, at the lake and he vanishes <laughs> yeah this is where he says peace out bitches so uh, <laughs> he does totally mm-hmm. say that as well. Mm-hmm. It's in the uh, captions at the bottom. So, yeah, I read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so this is where we go to commercial break. We come back. Oh, commercial and, break. And okay. uh, yeah, I know you didn't get those, but I did. Yeah, they're kind. Of, I mean, you could tell where they would be. Some of them yeah. are really obvious. Yeah, because we obvious. have the commercial free version, yeah. and it's like, wow. Yeah, that it's was, just, it yeah. goes but black and then tell, it's back. You can tell there's a big reset. Yeah. At this, you know, there's the end of an act. Right. Mm-hmm. Annie and Joy are leaving town. You see the Castle Rock sign go by in the rear view. One week then passes. Uh, Joy apparently is not really speaking to Annie at this point. And this is why I'm like, hmm, she's they're, definitely um, Amity. <laughs> yeah, they're on the road. They're having, you know, some tiffs. They're having a little bit of arguments and stuff, you know. She's- also, apparently her, her hair's not growing. Yeah, because her her roots aren't showing <laughs> Again, at all. We're back to the hair. Who's cutting the hair? That's who's the dying. only thing well, I care about. It, it's been only a week. 
Wouldn't your roots show after a week, though? No. I, obviously, I don't have She's, hair, well, so I, whatever. Well, I doubt they're showering a whole bunch, so you're not washing uh, it out. That's a good point. Good point. Uh, Annie grabs a book to read to Joy, and it is the initial Yay! reading of Misery's Quest. It's Paul. So, I like that they did this. However, oh. last season, we got so much Easter egg stuff. We, you and I had so much fun yeah. digging through them. I, I told you about most of them, but there was a shit ton. And then in this season, we got, like, mostly it was just, like, little nods of well, things that are sort of like stuff that happened in Misery. But it there's less of the outright, like, hey, we're making this extra obvious yeah. for you. And I kind of like that. Like, I felt, I felt like there was a little bit of a quirkiness to the town that um was it, there was less of that going on this year so i don't know well remember one of the people that worked on last season that did that q a at that bar mm-hmm. like he wasn't coming back for the next season That's so true. that could be a reason for why it, it's different tone or yeah certainly and you know they they have all um they it's it's the potential for changeover in writers is huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, I'm sure they promote some of them. They make them showrunner or, you know, they outright get rid of some of them or some of them decide to do other shows or whatever. That's the thing yeah. that's constantly changing around. But if you're, I don't, I don't know that that necessarily, like, establishes what the tone of the show is, them doing those nods and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's really just extra stuff that I like. Yeah. But uh, they did Things that with this. Things to pay attention for. Yeah. Things that make you go, oh, I got to rewind. If you know about Misery, the movie, and Misery, the novel, then you'll know what Misery's Quest is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so as, that's cool. As soon as I saw her pick up that book and I saw the name Paul Sheldon, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. We're going somewhere. Yeah. I was like, they are finally leading us into how she, you know gets to where she is in the movie. I did think it was odd that that other storyline, like all of that other stuff wrapped up so early in the episode. Yeah. Because we were we were like only halfway through this episode when all of that stuff is done. It's like, okay, well then what now? Yeah. Like Well it goes back to being a story about Annie and yeah. Joy. And that's it it does make sense dramatically for them to come yeah. around to the other end of the circle, right? Right. Where we pick back up with them driving. Right. So, we're going into Canada. Oh, and I also love how when she first starts reading it, she goes, hmm, good beginning. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, oh, she's, already she's now addicted. <laughs> it has started. Have we seen the, um, you mentioned Easter eggs. It's mm-hmm. not really an Easter egg because the camera focuses right on it. But at this point, have we seen the Henry Deaver Oh, poster? yeah, that's mm-hmm. coming up. Okay. Yeah. So, we're going into Canada. They get zero questions at the border i don't understand how that could ever happen you know just you know going across all she does oh boy (laughs) (laughs) she uh she all she does is smile really sweetly at him and she he's like okay you're fine she's a a young white woman with a child i mean she's definitely not the person that they're going to pull aside I, yeah, which is why you right. shouldn't do racial profiling because look at the crazy that you let into your country. That is, and that is the um, not to get too far on a tangent, but that is like the only proven effective or one of the proven effective ways, or, or 
relatively effective for like training bias out of cops and stuff is to be like, look, you could cost yourself something or, or miss something because you're biased against right. other people. Anyway, sorry, that was <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it's like it's right in your face proof of how that happens. It's it's the kind of thing that we talk on our about on our podcast a mm. lot is is a lot. The reason a lot of times these dangerous women in fiction we talk about are so dangerous is because they can pass as can not, not dangerous. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, and honestly, like across the board, especially in our country with like mental illness and and people that are sort of like i don't know what the best way to explain it is but they people that fall through the cracks yeah you know what i mean those are the people that are able to i don't they 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 become resourceful and able to manipulate others to get what they need because yeah. that's the only way they're able to yeah. you know what i mean um i don't know i don't know why i went on that tangent either <laughs> but um, I feel like she's one of these people that has sort of fallen through the cracks with her mental illness. And then, um, you know, if you follow the Misery novel, she's actually like a crazy murderer of children, you know. Well, you know, if she hadn't gone on the run since she was 16 years old, she might have right. gotten the help she needed. Well, I, no, I don't know about that because her father is That's like true. was the roadblock for her getting help. That's yeah. true, too. Both of her parents... Were but huge maybe if to her. she hadn't killed Rita or, you know, thought she killed Rita and her dad, like Rita would have been the saving grace in her life. That's true. I, you know, I don't know. The I mean, voice of reason. She it's it's tough to look at because it seems like she barely ever had a chance. Yeah. You know, with all of with these people who are supposed to be your foundation when right. they become your roadblocks, yeah, you know, and it's pretty much impossible. Try to kill you, but end up only killing themselves. Yeah, it's nuts. Okay, so anyway, mm-hmm. Canadian gas station. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we see the missing poster for Henry Deaver of last season. Uh, I don't know. I kind of question whether the kid dis- made him disappear somehow. Yeah, because now that we know he's able to move between dimensions. At will, who's to say he can't do that with other people, too? Well, Henry Deaver was the one that was guarding him, right? Exactly. Yeah, so... And nobody else has seen Henry, so... Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know if this is supposed to make us think maybe we'll see him back again at some point. That goes along with my end of the show thing. So, uh, there's a caregiver ad that uh, Annie takes advantage of. Annie's still a pretty skilled con artist. She's able to get right in to this job with no problem whatsoever. Have you guys talked about on any of your episodes how Annie got her education and her certifications and all this kind of stuff? I I was thinking, we haven't talked about it, but I was Mm. thinking online courses because she's got the laptop. Do we think like all of her documents and stuff are all fake? Hmm. Like she? No, I think I think the healthcare. I think she probably really did. Well, I know in the book she is a legit nurse. Yeah. Yeah. I so like, w- when and where did that? I, yeah. Exactly. I, I, as far I as like, the, how it's in, shown on this show, who knows? Right. Yeah. That, that what she has a laptop. That's what made me think because she's skilled on the laptop. So it yeah. just made me think like she probably took online courses. Yeah. 
Well, either that or use that technology to her advantage to fake all of it. Yeah, but I mean, she does know what she's doing. Yeah, so, so I, you know, I don't know. They don't really get into it in the show, so it is another one of these things that are just like, I don't know, whatever. I mean, we well, have however a, you think she We did. have a librarian here. Not all learning <laughs> happens in the classroom. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying, you know, you could have done it online. Uh, There's courses. I'm just wondering more, like, is she self-taught or did she mm. actually, like, have some kind of education? I definitely think more people should be asking her what is up with her and, like, how... Do, did you get these things? And like more people should be checking into her that yeah. don't. And I know. think and pro and the caretaker thing is is probably a good angle because that's something where I think she could pass more. Mm-hmm. And it gives her. But a like house. working at a hospital, there would be a background check. Yeah. Right. Did they? Did they, I can't remember if they did, if they address that at all in See, castle I, rock she sort of just came in there while shit was crazy yeah. and she's able to kind of go under the wire she, she's like yeah. oh you need temps you know? yeah yeah i i thought about that too i'm like well are they gonna ask for references <laughs> and they don't say it's like you need temp orderlies or someone that would really need a formal education she specifically says you need temp rns mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well um you know, all that stuff is going to be up in the air, unfortunately, oh, yeah. <laughs> at we'll the ne- end of the day. We'll never know. <laughs> uh, so this is where Annie is starting to suspect something is going on with Joy that is not on the up and up. Um, Joy is watching French soap operas. No, she is watching Blue is the Warmest Color. Oh, okay. Which is a indie movie from a few years ago about a, te- yeah, a teenage lesbian couple. Doesn't did it you, feel like it's did so you know that? though? Did hmm. you know that, too, before what I said it? What they were watching? It? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have um, you seen it? Yeah. I've seen part of it. Okay. It's very long. Yeah. There's a lot of controversy about the actual filming and presentation of the movie because they're very young actresses and there's a lot of explicit content in the yeah. movie. They have lots of sex. And there's a lot of uh, hearsay and actual like formal interviews where those actresses have complained about the way they were treated when filming the movie. Interesting. And stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the appropriate, the thematic connection and why Joy is so into it is because there's a parallel there with her potential relationship with chance Chance. Mm -hmm. there's also like the you know there's the weird hair color connection in a way but man i did not put any of that together i thought she's just watching a french tv show right that is a soap opera it's an easter egg yeah oh totally i won't and i didn't dig any further into it i just figured i just went along with it figuring and it's also a red herring so it's not like something translated into french or overdubbed Mm -hmm. or a french or a french like a canadian show that's just in french it's yeah uh, the movie is in french right you have to watch it in subtitles and I guess the idea is because they're, they're in Quebec. So you'd have that, that French yeah, show. It's in French. And she's understanding it. In, like, you, well, that's what that's, we're being led to believe. Right, is exactly. That she's understanding Annie is watching it. her watching it. Mm-hmm. That is who what our perspective is. is like We're seeing it through her eyes a little bit. And why would she be watching something French? She doesn't understand French. She's yeah, not French. Unless and she's I, Amity. But I think it's, it's kind of a, like a convenient thing here because I think... And if you have any Can- Canadian listeners, they can write in and correct and correct me on this. I hope but so. mm-hmm. I believe they would be required to air it with the English subtitles because I think the rules are that you have to do both languages. 
but I don't know because those rules are specifically in Montreal for like street signs yeah. and stuff. Mm, right. I don't yeah. know what the rules I are doubt for, TV. for TV that they pro- that they have the same exact yeah. rule. I think that's probably more of a government thing, like for like you said for street signs, so that people know how to get around. Yeah, you know, I know, I know, Canada, all their like broadcast outlets, a certain percentage has to be Canadian content. Yeah, right. I don't know language rules or anything. Yeah. Also, they the government funds, um, you know. Art, music. Yeah. They have um, the CBC and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. TV and movies, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is something that would be cool to have here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't. You know, a lot of states give tax breaks and things like that. Yeah. And, and I mean, there is government funding for the arts. Yeah. It's, it's just the, much, it's the A&E grant. It's much less than it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than it gets most cut places. a lot because libraries get A&E grants and... That funding is like always one of the first ones to go. It's right. the arts and entertainment grant. Same thing for schools. Mm-hmm. The arts is the first thing to go whenever mm-hmm. cuts have to be made. Mm-hmm. That says something about our society in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, we're getting way off topic. <laughs> we're getting way off course, I guess. Um, yeah, so Annie then hears Joy on the phone for a split second. and Well, no, she sees that the phone is on. Right. In use. So she she picks she, it up and hears her. Yeah. And uh, says they say something about tomorrow, right? Yeah, there's a male voice. Correct. Um, and did were either of you able to pick up who that was? Uh, just we, by the voice? No, because there wasn't anybody we would have known when we find out later who it was. Right. I wasn't sure if one of you guys had a feeling of who that could be. That it's Henry Deaver. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I had a feeling it, it was going to be not Ace was going to show up. Yeah, it didn't sound like him, yeah. so I was kind of thrown off of who it was. I don't know. So uh, then Annie tracks down her creepy drawings of the kid, and it pretty much, that's kind of the final straw that sets her off. Right? Yeah, well, because she confronts her, and she's like, I wasn't on the phone. Right. <laughs> it's like, well, I, I know you were. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then she finds the the pictures. That's kind of typical teenage explanation when you're doing something wrong, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, no, I wasn't doing that. Well, no, you were, because I know for a fact that you were. It's like, well, no, I wasn't. It's like, okay. It's also appropriate because Annie is gaslit Joy for so much of her life, mm-hmm. and now Joy is doing it to her. Well, and, and Joy does the, have you been taking your pills? Mm-hmm. You know, which is that throwback comment. That I'm sure makes Annie question everything. Yeah, and this is meant to confuse us as well. Yeah, like, are we wrong to be like she's thinking not that she's possibly Amity because she's, oh, I wrote she is Amity. She's I well, was... but she's also <laughs> saying things that are very much like Joy. Well, because they're body snatchers and they know. All right, that's fair. Yeah, based on what we know about the body snatchers, yeah. but they have met both memories. I still think it's meant to be telling us two different things, like. She likes her hair dyed like that because she's Amity. She's still talking like Joy because she's still Joy. So um, you're, you're meant to go into this thing with Annie. Well, the next scene is she's putting... Annie's plan is basically, I'm going to put the medicine in the ice cream. Yeah, she drugs really her with Haldol. Yeah. It's, it's a good example. It's one of the few good examples this season of actual suspense. Yeah. And not just surprise. Right. Where you yeah. actually, you know what the dilemma is and you're anxious to find out as opposed to just, okay, that happened. I yeah. Didn't, didn't, didn't <laughs> right. expect that because I didn't know it was possible. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, I, you know, I'm, I 
found myself questioning a lot more of stuff in the season than I thought I would, just because of how often that is happening. And especially in the last half of the season, uh, I think you messaged me like, post the flashback episode, that's when all of this stuff, Georgia, this massive amount of convenience and just things happening just because they happen, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, which is like, I guess to make a plot work, that's one. That's a one way of doing it. But that's I like a more airtight story. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like a Breaking Bad kind of a show. Yeah, and know? I I have some more thoughts about the overall. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. So let's talk about this real quick. The meds and the ice cream. This plan can't fail. Nope. Kids love ice cream. <laughs> love it. That's what she tells her. Is like you love ice cream, right? Yeah. And this one has all three flavors, so yeah. you'll yeah. like some of it. So you can't say you don't like it because all three of them are in there. Yeah. Well, and then Annie's acting all suspicious as she's eating it. Yeah. You never she's stare the it. person down <laughs> and not eat your own. Like, I don't know how many times we at have least, to see that happen. At least when the person that's eating it that you've served looks at you, you're like, yeah, eh? yeah, right. Eat some more. <laughs> no, you, you got to You got to You got to chow down, too. Uh, So. With the super scary ramped up soundtrack, this is one of the most scary moments of the entire season. Yeah. Where she realizes, oh, you fed me the drugs, right? And she says, what the fuck? Yeah. Then the chase starts, and I'm like, holy shit, is she actually Amity? What is happening right now? Yeah. Well, because Annie is like, okay, she said, what the fuck? She's definitely not my child. Yeah. My child wouldn't talk like well, that. Well, and this is foreshadowed a little bit when they first arrive at the house where she's working now mm-hmm. because Joy goes down the hall to a different room and the woman who's showing her around and stuff says once the hormones yeah. hit, they become different people. Right. right. So there's a parallel here with just like becoming a teenager, mm-hmm. which is kind of similar to Annie's backstory that as she grows up and and it's also the way that mental illness or some mental illnesses work when you reach puberty mm-hmm. the symptoms start showing you start changing just like anyone would but in different ways yeah, so it's, it's it's a good it's a nice parallel here yeah and again that goes right back to trying to put doubt in your mind about what is happening mm-hmm. you know I feel like they really accomplished that yeah. um, throughout this entire ending thing. Well, I was dead set that it was Amity. Yeah. All the way up until the very end. And then I was like, oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, okay, so Annie then drowned Joy slash not Joy. We're still not sure. Yeah. Uh, right here, I kind of I mean, that was note. an amazing fight scene, though. Oh, like, yeah. They really won all for it. Very suspenseful. Uh, you know, if we're, if, if we're ending Joy's journey here, then it is sort of a full circle of what Would have was happened. originally going to happen with her in the box. Right? Exactly. Only uh, it's 16 years later now and stuff. But there's still some time left in the episode, so I know something else is going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. There's still like... I don't know, about 10 minutes left. So something else has to be going on. Yeah. Um, which I shouldn't have been checking the time. Yeah, why would it you? <laughs> Just because it's, um, I don't know. At one point they faked me out because I thought it was the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. And they faded to the black and then all of a sudden it was back again. Yeah. 
So she goes back up to the living room of the place and she starts reading well, Joy's she sits letter to down her. on that couch just fully drenched. Yeah. Like that couch is ruined. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. That's not, that's not her couch. <sighs> Uh, Joy's letter, uh, I just wrote, holy shit. I wrote, oops. Yeah, the phone <laughs> call was to a lawyer. Uh, so, lots of regret happening right now. Yep, she wanted to get emancipated. She was trying to forget about what had happened. Yeah, I figure... She doesn't think she can move on with Annie around. I figure right here, this is just Annie's switch over to total madness, and we're just going to ramp out of the the story from here but that is not quite what happens she goes back down to where joy is still face down in the water yep. revives her uh and annie is brought back to life after being joy. dead for joy is brought back to life after being dead for who knows how long at this moment she's this like point. you just fell in the water you're fine let's do it another- yeah, she lies to her immediately let's do another psa here yeah if someone is drowning Turn them sideways so uh-huh. that the water can get out of them, because mm-hmm. that's part of that's why they're drowning. When you pull them out, is they have water in their lungs. Yeah, if right. you put them down on their back, it's gonna stay there. Right. Well, I mean, right. I'm not I'm not a EMT or anything, yeah. but don't quote Jarrett <laughs> when you're trying to save someone's life. But a nice tip at the end of this, <laughs> at the end of this episode, I like it. Uh, so, so this is where I thought the episode was over. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Immediately, she's manipulating her again, mm-hmm. right away, right? Uh, I wasn't really that surprised by that, but, um, you know, I think that this all just goes part and parcel with, well, she's just crazy across the board, I guess, so she would do this, right? Yeah. And it also kind of connects back to what um, David was saying about that uh, the – the conflict of the outside world. And I think well, actually Chris, you were saying this a little bit too. Uh, that's part of what's so bad for Annie is that she already has these mental health issues and you have these things from the outside coming in on that. Well, she also creates that herself because mm-hmm. her entire life is a lie. Right. right. So it's not just that the outside world is so, uh, foggy and hard to get a hold of she has created her an interior world that you know you think about just as uh, if you have good mental health and you lie all the time it's hard to keep that straight right Right. even if you're just doing it to one person and constantly you know uh, and you know a kid growing up they're asking questions anyways that you don't know the answer to that so she's having to deal with that on top of well, because she's whatever convinced else. herself that that's her real reality. Yeah, that which her is dad which was is, that type of which person. is feeding her mental illness, right. is it? Because she doesn't have a firm grasp on her own reality and is having to live in a different reality, and then Living this there. other stuff is coming in on top of it. All the craziness, yeah, and you know, on this show, they're sort of like moving the isolation from place to place. Like in this case, the isolation, isolated environment of Annie and her family. Uh, Annie and Joy are in Castle Rock, but in the original story, you know, they're in that house on the mountain. They're totally isolated. It's just her in her own world. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? In both ways, you know, in both in the place, the environment, and her own insulated, created environment of, uh, well, you know, sometimes madness, 
sometimes manic happiness, you know. Uh, it, I don't know. It's I, I in some instances I think that they nailed their character, and others I feel like it's just sort of all over the place. You know what I mean? So, uh, but anyway, we sort of move in again, like you thought it was going to fade out, yeah. but we go into a sort of happy ending sequence, so, sort of. Yeah. Uh, at least that's the feeling at first. It's like the beginning episode. They're in the car. They have that yep. song that's playing. She's right. drawing. Although this time it's Rufus Wainwright doing a different version yeah, of yeah. the New Jerusalem. Well, because they, th- yeah, they always had different versions. It was, uh, it's still a weird song. It is. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I would have to listen to it again and really analyze it, but. I um, didn't look it up, but I'm curious if he just already had a version of that or if they had him do that specifically right. for this show. Hmm. So, uh, anyway, Annie sees her mom and dad in the crowd with them. So. Well, that's at the book signing. Yeah. That, well, I mean, we. We pretty much immediately go to the book signing, right? Well, we see like a little montage of them getting ice cream oh, and yeah, being right. happy and walking around. And then her, they, hair, her hair is back to its Her hair is back color. to normal. Yeah. yeah, like everything everything is hunky-dory in their life again. And then we see them pull up to a book signing for Paul Sheldon. And that's where we see them sitting inside waiting for it to start. Yeah, so they're you know they're both pretty pumped for this. And that's where she Everything's sees, been leading sees up her to parents this. in the audience. Yeah, she sees her mom and then her dad. Somebody uh, asks to sit in the seat next to her, yeah. Annie. Uh, while Joy is still sitting next to her, she says, of course it's taken. You can't sit here. Yeah. And that's where our you know, perception of this, what we're seeing, is totally shattered. Yeah, well, I was thinking it wasn't real for a while. Yeah, well, I mean, she did see her mom way and dad. too happy. <laughs> But uh, it it just all of it felt odd. Yeah. You know, as soon as this happy sequence started. Uh, but. And then and then Joy says, we have to get him to dedicate a book to you. Right. And Annie's like, well, of course he will. I'm his yeah. number one fan. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just, it ends up, you know, just being a weird fake out because. They zoom out. Joy is not there. Nope. <laughs> Um, she's been talking to herself. Yeah. So that makes her, you know, she definitely murdered joy then. Yeah, she did. Uh, you know, and which makes it a nice wrap up to then lead into what you were saying for the movie misery in the book. She doesn't have a daughter, right? Well, they took care of that. Yeah. So, which, and again, this is just another question that's never going to be answered. Sure. <laughs> the people she works for, I know no one knows Joy, but wouldn't someone? And I don't. Maybe there's. I don't. I don't. I don't have a relationship with the story of misery, mm. but it seems like that illusion would be broken at some point because somebody's going to ask a question or something's going to come up. Well, uh, a lot of this backstory stuff. No, it's not really in the novel. You know what I mean? Like, yes, she is a. Uh, either an RN or a nurse's assistant, and she does uh, murder infants and gets chased from hospital to hospital. She's on the run, that kind of thing. She ends up getting off for it. She does go to trial for it and ends up getting off for it, but everybody in town thinks that she's still guilty. Hmm. 
Well, that's um, probably why she murders infants because she was supposed to murder the infant, and she's. <laughs> that's how they, they're making it all come together. Yeah, I you know, I kind of always thought that she would end up murdering Joy just because. Well, first of all, everything in this show goes bad and goes wrong, right. and uh, especially to our main characters, it has. That's what we've seen before, so that's what I'm led to predict but so there's nothing in the book or the movie where she's talking to someone named joy no i don't believe so i mean i could be proven wrong but i have reread it fairly recently and don't remember anything about her having a daughter um so So, you know coming back full circle though to her killing her daughter just makes sense dramatically right if she's the most precious thing in her life well, you got to take that away. It would only make sense to take it away, right? Yeah. Uh, dramatically speaking, anyway. It's the thing that's going to, you know, pull at your heartstrings a little bit, mm-hmm. but also make you angry at Annie for being who she is. Yeah. Not seeing reality for what it is, that all that stuff. But Feeling sad for her. Her family, you know, she wasn't set up with the best set of cards, right? She yeah. wasn't. She didn't have a sports system. It happens to a lot of people. Now, do they go to the extent that Annie does? Only very, very few do Do that. they murder people with ice cream scoops? Exactly. <laughs> Which, by the way, we got the ice cream scoop. Back I know. Again. That was a nice little <laughs> full circle with that. All right. Can I run down my questions? Yes. Let's, let's, we all have overall things you know, for this episode and for the season. So let's just okay. so, dive into all that. All right. So my first one is, does this mean that the whole show re- revolves around this kid? Like all of Castle Rock. So does that mean next season we're going to get a different storyline that somehow is going to intermingle with the kid? Most likely. Is season three confirmed? I don't. I'm I, just assuming. I <laughs> haven't seen it yet, but possibly. Okay. So my next question is, will we ever get any fucking answers? And I wrote that all in caps. About? Anything. <sighs> um, my, next a, question question. Is, <laughs> my next question is, what is going on? And <laughs> my fourth question and final is, now we know why no kid with her obsession. Wait, what? Wait. I was so angry at the end. I have no idea what I wrote. Hold yeah. on. You're just rambling at the now, end. I wrote, now we know why. No kid with her obsession of Paul. Oh, yeah, because of the, that's what I was saying, because she killed her. Right. But, yeah, my three main ones are, does the shit revolve around the kid? Will we ever get any answers, and what is going on? Um, Go. Very probably <laughs> so for the first one. What was the second one? Uh, will we ever get any fucking answers? Uh, remains, All in caps. Remains to be seen. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and what is going on? Uh, ooh, uh... Annie is out of her mind, and she's going to just move on to another town and keep reading a lot of misery books. So we're done with her. So next season, if we get a next season that, again, is centered around Castle Rock, mm-hmm. A, what storyline do you think they're going to pick? Ooh. And B, how would that storyline intermingle with the kid? You know, that's a good question. There's a lot of Stephen King stories being turned into stuff right now. Um, it'll probably be one that is less known even than Misery. Yeah, you think? Most likely. Just because all the big ones are being taken. Right. It, when even like From a View of Gate is being made a movie, it's yeah. like really anything's game. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. 
if there, if there's anything even tangentially associated with Castle Rock or Derry or you know Salem's Lot in almost any way, yeah, then it's up for grabs. So there you go. Questions well, answered. It, and and really, <laughs> it doesn't have to be directly related to Castle Rock because Misery wasn't right. I mean, they were just passing through. So yeah. it could be anybody's storyline that he's written about passing through Castle Rock. For sure. <clears throat> and all the madness that happens because you can't just immediately leave there. Yeah, all that stuff's kind of up in the air. I just want to know how they're going to continue continue bring, bring, uh, bring this back. around to the kid. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I want to know more about him being able to jump dimensions. And we barely got any. Is he really a, like an, at least a 500-year-old angel? And yeah. why did he pretend to be Henry Deaver? And why did he pretend to be stuck in this cage forever? And can't I, you know i wish i could tell you <laughs> like if he's an angel who can move around dimensions why is he stuck in the cage well um Jared, let's move to your i was just saying i mean there seems to be some limits to his ability yeah <clears throat> or at least he thinks there are and maybe that's the limit but, but yeah, like we, last that's season all just a guess he had no idea what he could do yeah so or, it's just, or at least said he did yeah so it's just <laughs> And also, this is all hearsay from uh, Pangborn, yeah. right? Well, so, literally all this season did raise more questions for me of the previous season. Mm -hmm. I really hope if there is a season three, what I would like, if if we, I can take that direction, mm -hmm. what's her name from the first season who was going to The Shining mm -hmm. Oh, house? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the, house, the hotel. The, real, the realtor who uh, had to take medicine. Yeah, who was all drugs. into true crime and conspiracy theories and stuff. Uh, Yeah, I like that character a lot. I was hoping we would get her this season. Yeah. You know, at least for a little bit or like a season or two. And it would also be a good way, if they care to give us any answers, to do that is to have this character who is an investigative mind mm -hmm. and kind of a, you know, fake private detective sort of it would be yeah. a good jumping off point at the very least uh did you have any questions or things you wanted to run down at the end i mean i have overall thoughts i don't know if we're to that well let, let, let's uh i i did write some notes on this episode specifically so let's do those real quick did you guys think the episode felt rushed yes i also did though i mean the last few episodes have yeah, yeah. Like, we sort of touched on that, how, like, things just sort of came together. The puzzle pieces just sort of aligned really easily. Um, it's just like, where are they pooping? It just happens. <laughs> exactly. I think it would have worked much better at two, as two season, two separate seasons mm -hmm. than, than maybe later you combine them. but Or a lo maybe a five episodes longer season, mm. something like that. So um, if it was just... If it was two separate seasons and the one was just focused on Annie, like who would she be murdering then? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think one of my overall thoughts is that the one thing the end of this episode does effectively is remind us how compelling this mother-daughter relationship is and this story itself. I mean, even if you take. Uh, I forget the name of Joy's actual mother. Rita. Uh, played by Rich, Sarah Gad Gadon. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that 
part of the story could have been stretched out for more than an episode. Um, but, you know, yeah. that, that part of the story is, to me, the best part of this season and what's most compelling. And just this, this conflict of a daughter who's only known her mother, but she's growing up, she's meeting new people, she's having new feelings, um, you know, things that I felt like they were headed towards. And then they just either got sidetracked by this completely other plot or just sort of get touched on at the very end mm -hmm. or wrapped up very quickly in the case of Rita. Yeah, I think Rita, I I felt for that character when she when she passes and you know, I can't say that for a lot of the characters in this season honestly. Yeah. Like with for instance Ace's brother Chris. I, I when he died I'm just like, okay. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I don't know who Chris is. I almost <laughs> wonder and I, I have this bad habit of reviewing things for what they're not, not what they are, and speculating on the behind-the-scenes stuff. I almost wonder if they did have these two ideas and were like, well, I don't know if we're going to get a third season, yeah. so let's just you know stick them on top of each other. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, Annie was the catalyst for the ace thing to happen. Yeah. Because she she murdered him and then dumped him there. So I mean, there are there are some effective ways that they combine these two plot lines. Yeah. it's more of the way it works in a couple of up. episodes, but beyond that, yeah, it's sort of all. Uh, it's well, they needed more episodes. Yeah, definitely. I think I think it, the storyline would have been fine had they had more time. To yeah, I think we all would have liked really more flushed, flushed out. out. Yeah, Jinx. <laughs> I owe you a Coke. Uh -huh. uh, okay, so no actual kid involvement after all, just a statue and some schisma. Um, you know, unless you scrap this episode completely, though, and totally change everything that happens, then, and that's, and then that, you can't have more kid. And that's so. another one where I wonder, is that a product of Bill Skarsgård's lack of availability? Yeah. You know, for example, is that are, are there other things besides... A lot of times I'm trying to like give the production team and the and the writers the benefit of the doubt and say, Well, maybe they would have written something better, but they only had this actor for one, one day, day or right. something, yeah. you know. I mean that could be, or they when they came into this oh, he's so cute. When they came into this um <laughs> <laughs> Debbie just gave me the dirtiest look. <laughs> I won't use that. When they, I want to see that though. When they came into this, you know, maybe they thought, all right, we're gonna have this one character, and he's gonna be in the first season, and then he's just gonna keep popping up, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. he's gonna be the thing that connects everything together. Yeah, and there, you know, or it could be he was just too busy. That's very Stephen King to do. <laughs> you just as never well, know because Pennywise does exactly the same thing. He'll show up in a bunch of different stories. Yeah, you know, Randall Flag. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is it Randall? <laughs> Randall Flag. Uh, he goes by a bunch of different names okay. that are RF. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I know I have more. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but was never quite sold on the ace, not ace character. Not really um, evil enough for me to be a legit villain in a story that, um, you know, there's a lot of murder and crazy shit happening. 
and he is just like a one note character throughout it. I need more intensity from the biggest bad person yeah. in the show. And what happened to him? Yeah, he no, got he got stabbed. stabbed and then he stood up. And which is he fine? Uh, what is going on now? So he's just going to continue to live his life as a body snatcher and yeah. everybody else. Is... What happened to Nadia and Abdi? What happened to everyone else that was a body snatcher? You think, do you think Nadia and Abdi leave town? I don't know. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not about, it's not about them. It's always been about Annie and sure. Joy because they come into town. They see this craziness. Annie gets the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. And now we know nothing else about them. Um, also, we can't forget about Chance. She was cool, too. Yeah, and it sounded like she was going to maybe meet up with her. Yeah. So, uh, I guess maybe in closing, and unless we have more to talk about, but uh, I really just made a checklist of stuff about Annie in specific. Uh, you know, as far as, like, did they do right by her character as we knew her? Before the show or the season even happened, right? Right. Because I feel like Annie, her story is the most important. She's the thing that all this entire thing revolves around, mm -hmm. right? For sure. We start with her, we end with her. Yeah. So, um, is she crazy yes. in the show? Yes. Although, maybe in a little bit of a different way than originally thought of by Stephen King. She's not know. murdering babies. Yet. Right. I, I sort of touched on this with your wife last night um, about how this was written in 1987. Um, was King necessarily as in touch with uh, mental health issues in 1987 as we have grown towards today? I feel like it's way more looked into issue than it was in the late 80s. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, I could be wrong on that, but I, f I have a feeling that uh, that's sort of a field that the more knowledge we have about it, the more we are able to uh, understand it, I guess. Right? It's it's like most things. It's better than it was, but right. not as much as it should be. Yeah. I mean, I gave an example earlier. Mr. Robot is a show that the way it handles mental health in some ways is really good. In other ways, it's kind of hand wavy. Right. You know, not actually accurate or in any way. And science overall it's really just theories about things you know what i mean is this going to become an icp song <laughs> no it isn't. it isn't but that i mean that's the basis for all sciences we just have the closest idea of what things are right well in psych so, psychology specifically is one that's it, that's is one of the sciences that leads more lend leans more towards being an art because mm -hmm. You're constantly relying on people reporting yeah. their feelings and experiences. Sometimes these people are hallucinating things or they're not really in touch with reality. So sometimes psychology is especially a trial and error thing, a yeah. guessing game. Yeah, there's different approaches to it as well. There's whole different fields yeah. of thought, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, you know, I guess overall we could call her crazy, but mm -hmm. a little bit different than the Misery novel. Um, does she love the Misery Chastain books? We finally got that in the last episode. Check. Um, can she murder even her, and, and severely maim even her most loved people? Yep. Yes, she does that. Uh, the quirky speech. Yes, that is there. Uh, the and walk. <laughs> yeah, well, really like, if you just visually, well, I guess when you read it, it's not visually, but. 
in in your mind's eye, what we see of Annie is very much who she was written as. Right. You know. Uh, let's see the resourcefulness in in terms of like when things are come intruding into her world. Like we sort of touched on that. That's still there, right? Yep. I mean, she killed with an ice cream scoop. So. Yeah. Oh, now that you mentioned that, loves ice cream and junk food. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. is in this. Um, you know, and the childhood backstory highlights the weird parents, more murder and warped view of the world overall. Most of that stuff fits. Not quite exactly the same as in the, as in the book, but you know, certainly the warped view of reality yeah. is there. Uh, and then. You know, being able to just murder whoever, um, you know, that's a thing that she did in the that's book. That's in her way. She, I mean, she's literally killing infants in the book. People, the most innocent creatures in the entire world, yeah. right? So, how would um, she do it? How? Yeah, I, I believe she poisons them. Okay. I might be wrong about that. Do not again, like Jared said earlier. Don't quote me. <laughs> If you're going to use that uh, information to save someone's life, whether she poisoned children in misery or not, please don't. Okay. Because that person might also pass away. So you're saying if a situation like happens in Scream where I have a psychotic person on the phone who's quizzing me on Uh movie trivia. And they might come (laughs) for you if you get it wrong. Yeah. And and if I if I get it wrong, like then the person I love who's strapped to the chair outside is going to be immediately gutted. Yeah. Okay. so don't do not use this information or or more more like likely if you go to horror movie trivia night at heavy anchor. Bless you. (laughs) Are you done? Yeah, if you're at a trivia night at the Heavy Anchor or something like that, um, then I would take a chance and say, go ahead and use that. Okay. Uh, But if someone's life is on the line, Not life or death. Okay, all right. Uh, Okay, so let's do a couple of plugs before we wrap up. Jarrett, go ahead and plug your podcast again for people that would like to. Wait, do we want to talk more about Annie's mental health thing? Anything you want. Oh, Okay. I th- I, th- I, w- I I was waiting for you to talk more about well, something we were, because we were so, we've already sort of exceeded your you have your a more time that you gave me oh yeah so a couple of minutes is fine okay. you you um had said that she had talked to you specifically about some things so I was waiting for you to get more into that but well yeah that was basically it that she said that the way mental illness is portrayed on the show um didn't quite jive with her ideas of what true mental illness is right so we sort of talked about that yeah it's that and it's also and and again kind of saying i've talked about some other things already like Mm -hmm. just the the trope of mental illness being something to be afraid of Uh i feel like i could go into thoughts about you know what mental illnesses does she actually have how self-medicating is actually causing those things to be worse when she thinks she's treating it. I've already talked about how her lying affects that, and that's an idea that that my wife gave me. Uh But generally, I think that the dangerous thing and part of the reason that I think this is overall a bad season of television, partially, is because this thought that you should be afraid of people with, with mental health issues is like that's actually dangerous and not help there are actual people in the world who's that's unhelpful to yeah and 
I agree with you. The way they portrayed it in this season of television, uh, this story that they chose to tell with Annie, that you're you're correct. That is that gives people the wrong idea. You know that that people who are unwell can't become well. Like they're beyond any kind of help. The original story, which I'm, I think I'm more a fan of. You know, Paul. Paul is pulled into her his her her life um, through circumstance. Like you know, he gets completely wasted and crashes off the side of a mountain. Right? Mm-hmm. She's wrong. she is trapping no. him in her world. Um, I believe her illness has progressed to a point where, and she is so isolated. Um, it's a totally different situation this season was. You know what I mean? To where th- there is no helping her. She has trapped him. She has maimed him throughout the course of the story. She's manipulating him. She's drugging him. Um, so this, these are all things she's doing to another person. Yeah. Right? She's not... Uh, as far as I remember, on any medication... During she's just living her full crazy life. Yeah, she's just full crazy. Well, so. and it's a trajectory that makes sense. Again, not knowing as much about that misery. Or, yeah, or the movie it's or more the of a self-contained that... sort of story and world, which is this is more opens up everything where you bring in a lot of different things. Where like, yeah. well, Nadia could certainly have helped her differently than she did. Yeah, you know I mean? she couldn't. I mean, she should have turned her in immediately. Yeah, she well, she just threw medication at her. Yeah, she. She did the wrong thing that you're not supposed to do as a health professional with people right. who have mental problems when they come to you and tell you, well, I need this and this and this. That is not what you're supposed to give them. Right. No. You're supposed to evaluate. Not just because you're short-staffed and yeah. you need her. <laughs> you're supposed to eva- Just because she's a good worker doesn't mean yeah. you give her whatever she wants so that she does a better job, you know? Right. Um, so, no, you're correct, though, that, like, the portrayal of mental illness in this is not quite what should be put out there. I mean, but she's got mental illness slash, um, you know, psychopath killer. Right. <laughs> Which isn't normally. But if you view the show go. away from the backstory of, like, if you just watch this without knowing her backstory of misery, which I've talked to a few different people that had no idea she was Annie from Misery. Well, I don't. Like I don't think you need. This? I don't think you need the the book backstory. You get the the kid backstory where she's. I guess she did murder crazy back as, then too. Crazy yeah. as a child, so I mean. But not quite as a. Uh, I don't know. I think. Um, you know, in the book, she's like like legit I a serial killer. Yeah, I don't. I didn't view her as. Sadly, I didn't view her as a mental health person. I just viewed her as a murderer. Yeah. You know, I didn't see her as somebody who was struggling mentally because. She's just a murderer. And yeah. I think just to just to add one more thing about it that I probably helps explain this point of view that that I know that my wife feels strongly also. It's it's also it's the trope of okay, someone with mental illness is dangerous. It's also the idea that this show perpetrates that if you have mental illness, if you just take a pill, it's all bad. everything will be okay. Yeah. Either, not in everything will be okay in general. But also, like the minute you take it, things change. Right. Um, which is is 
unreasonable, but also like she takes, I think she says it's 10 milligrams of lithium, which yeah, it's not that much would not do anything to no. anyone <laughs> at all. Well, maybe it's by the time, you know, she's gotten to this point, maybe that's one of the pills that they just give her to make her feel like she's taking. It has a placebo. Yeah. I mean, again, she's a gazebo. Other, a gazebo. It, yeah. It kind of makes sense. Is it Haldol, like the way more intense antipsychotic? It is one. I don't know yeah. how to evaluate the differences. Yeah, I've, I've never had, I've never taken them. I mean, so. I believe so because it's something they sell in an uh, or make in an injectable form. Mm-hmm. That's pretty hardcore for yeah. antipsychotics and treating things like that. So, yeah, that would make sense. Well, I guess, um, I don't know, we could probably close up with just overall thoughts of the season, but uh, I enjoyed it up until... It sort of became a little bit of a mess. I I feel like it didn't the. There's a little bit too much, of things just working out in just quite the right way instead of, things making sense the way like they don't. I okay I made this comparison earlier Breaking Bad. Those storylines line up perfectly because of the way the story is told, right? Um if you're all, and and you know, it, they had a lot more time to tell that one story as well. <laughs> so it's maybe an unfair comparison. If you're only given a finite amount of time, yeah. You know, if you're only given 10 episodes to tell something that would better be better served with 20 or 30, then uh, you know, you're starting off with a disadvantage. Exactly. So <laughs> I think you're kind of, you're probably on to something with that um you know in, in giving the people that wrote the show a little bit of credit you know what i mean you never know why it had to be 10 you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> so uh it's probably just due to money cuz that that's day. what somebody asked for and that's what somebody other executive approved yeah, yeah. that's right. why it's 10 yeah <laughs> So uh, I did enjoy this. I liked Annie. I felt like that she did a really good job as that character. Yeah. Um. You know, she's a hell of an actress. I had never seen. I like. Once I saw her on the show, I like looked at her IMDb. I she's had never seen girls. any of those. Yeah, I've never seen any of the movies <laughs> or shows she's been. been she on. was in uh, that TV show about sex, Masters of Sex, yes, which you. is set in St. Louis. Yep. Interesting. So I like the season. Yeah. She's also whole. in Party Down, which everyone should watch if you haven't. Also available on Hulu. I've, I I think I that. saw that at one point. That's from several years ago. Yeah. It was a sitcom on Stars. It only got two seasons. Ooh, that's why I never saw it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's on Hulu. I'll check it out. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. If anybody asked me what my thoughts were on season two, I'd say it's good. You, you should, should watch, watch it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're not going to nitpick it and do a podcast over, it's enjoyable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. I definitely, I mean, if I hadn't been looking for everything that we could talk about, I probably would have liked it more. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an enjoyable show. I think that's a danger with all podcasting on shows. It's like, if you dig to the most... the smallest pieces of whatever Yeah, you can pick it all apart. Yeah. Well, two two points about that. I know we're just like dragging this on and oh, on, okay. but 
you guys i think are different than me i podcast because i nitpick things mm-hmm. i don't nitpick things because i podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but also i don't necessarily think that's true because there are a lot of things that you can find fault in anything nothing's perfect obviously I'm but there are also are pooping, so. <laughs> there are also a lot of things that when you d- start to dissect them are sometimes better than they appear on mm-hmm. the surface um not again to like plug again, but Sharp Objects, the show we originally started talking about. There are things I don't like about that show, but there are also a lot of elements that when you dig into them are more interesting. And I think season one of Castle Rock is also an example of that. That, you know, there's more Easter eggs. There's more, uh, you know, there's more suspense and less surprise. Right. And I think it holds up better to that kind of scrutiny because you dig in, you just get more questions and you want to talk about it more. Whereas season two, you're just like, it's, that's all it is. That's all there is to it. There's mm-hmm. nothing more. I mean, it's a fun show to watch. It surprised me. It made me jump. I screamed out loud. <laughs> shouted in the middle of the night. Yeah. I think the one thing they left uh, uh, open-ended uh, is the revisit of the kid and Henry yeah. Deaver. Yeah. It's a well-made show. Yeah. I would never fault at that part yeah uh and i thoroughly enjoyed talking about it again this year and we're mm-hmm. gonna you know potentially talk about more stephen king stuff in the near future mm-hmm. so Jarrett, you're certainly welcome to join us for any of those as well they are going to be also at eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> depending <laughs> on if it's a show that is like coming out yeah. you know what i mean like if it's a movie we can plan it Whatever. On the weekend, potentially. Yeah, ooh, you know what I mean? a weekend one. Yeah. At night. We've done that. Yeah, a couple times. Last year. Yeah, one or one or two times. Uh, Jarrett, your podcast, would you like to plug it again? <laughs> Wild Pretty Things. Uh, we just recorded our best TV of the year episode that should be out probably around the same time this episode is. And what was um, the best TV of the year? Hint. Don't spoil it. Yeah, give uh, us, give us yeah a hint. Little... I've already mentioned it. Oh, all oh. right. Yeah, so you have to. Whoever's listening to this now, you have to re-listen to all of it again. <laughs> and you know that's that's up to you. That's that you know I can't help you with that. I thought it was Sharp Objects. That was last year. That, oh, was, that was last, last year. year. It wasn't that show. I can say that for sure because that didn't happen this year. Forgot <laughs> mm, when that came out. That's um, a book too. You could read. Also, you can see Jared and I play music together on this. And wish two of the three of us a happy birthday if I show up. That's right. (laughs) You should show up. I'm going to try. Saturday, December 28th at Foo Bar. It's one of the last shows on a Saturday that will ever happen at Foo Bar. We hope that all you people out there in listener land join us. If you're from Canada, like we talked about earlier, maybe we have a Canadian (laughs) listener. Come on down. Eh? Eh? (laughs) Oh, Oh my gosh! Nicola hates it when you speak Canadian. Yeah, Nicola, sit on <laughs> the mountain of crap. All the shit I pushed over, sit on that. That's great. <laughs> this is not an eating table. This yeah. is a working table. Uh, gotcha. It wouldn't be a uh, season finale episode without a cat interruption to end the whole thing. Yep. Right. Good uh, job, Nicola. Thank you, Debbie, for joining me this season. Thank you, Jarrett, for joining me for the past couple hours. Thank you. Chris. Thanks for having me. Thank, just thank you. Okay, well. Thank you for being you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Jesus. Could you? 
You need a he tissue. He makes a really funny you face. Need a tissue. He does that. <laughs> yeah, you need a tissue. Uh, until next time, uh, when we cover whatever it is, goodbye. Bye. Bye.